0: Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the weight of souls and the worth of souls. The ancient Egyptians put a lot of weight into their preparation for the afterlife. Because of remarkably well-preserved mummies and other artifacts, we actually know quite a bit about their burial practices and the beliefs of that empire. After a person's body was properly prepared and preserved, it was believed that the soul of the person would travel to the underworld to be accounted for. After traveling through several gates to prove a life free from evil, Anubis, the god of death, would make a final judgment on the soul's condition. The heart, the seat of thought and reason and the soul, for the Egyptians, was weighed against a feather, representing truth and judgment. If their heart was heavier than the feather, then the goddess of destruction, Amit, would devour it, destroying the soul permanently. But if the scales balanced, then the soul was judged, approved, and was sent on to the afterlife. For the kind of balance scales the ancient Egyptians would have been familiar with, the key was knowing the weight of one of the masses being used. Only then could the mass of anything else being weighed against be understood. And while we, luckily, will not face a literal scale of justice when we meet our end, there will be a time of judgment. God wants as many of his children as possible to return to him and he's therefore provided the means necessary for every person on earth to change and lighten their hearts, you might say. He values his children above all else. Their purified souls is one of the goals of his plan. When we accept our Savior Jesus Christ and work to become worthy of his great gift of forgiveness, we're honoring the great weight of his sacrifice. Doctrine and Covenants 18 explains how our Father in Heaven uses the atonement of His only begotten to bring about the salvation of His children. Remember, the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. For behold, the Lord your Redeemer suffereth death in the flesh, wherefore He suffered the pain of all men, that all men might repent and come unto Him. And He hath risen again from the dead, that He might bring all men unto Him on conditions of repentance. And how great is His joy in the soul that repenteth! Every soul is precious to our Father in heaven, and He didn't create us to fail, and He's actively guiding us to our success. And so He created a plan that can allow us to return to Him through the intercession of a Savior, one who can plead our case and help lighten our burdens to help us grow. The key to that plan hinges on repentance. Sincere desire and action leading to change, to turn our hearts more towards God and to become more like our Redeemer. It's our repentance that allows God to tip the scales in our favor, rewriting our mistakes with His perfection. To get where we want to go, we'll need to change our heart to match the requirements of dwelling in God's presence. Returning to Him isn't a matter of checkboxes, but rather the culmination of everything we become through our earthly experiences and the atonement of Jesus Christ. And though it was a great sacrifice for the Savior, it's the atonement that allows us to realize the full potential of our God-created souls. And that's the good word.